be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 244. Of cognitive dissonance. Uh, we wound up recording a little extra last time uh, in because we knew that we had to do extra work this week. So we figured, why not record a little more last week? So we actually have a goodly amount of uh, of stuff that we're going to be playing that we actually recorded in Glory Hole Studios last time. But uh, we are still recording a few stories tonight to add on to the pile. Uh, and so now it's your job to decide whether or not we're in studio or not in studio during those those stories. Oh, God damn it. That's going to be hard to... No, it's not, actually. It's going to be super no. easy to know. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Yeah. It's I, it's not even a hard challenge. It's like, you know, here's the thing. It's It, it feels like a rerun, but it's new to you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right? You know, it's, it's, like, it's like the TGI Friday. It's like Full House, it's fucking Bob Saget, and then the rest of them. I thought you were going to talk about you know. bad food. It's like the TGI Friday, <laughs> where they bring you that shitty cookie in the fucking skillet. That's awful. Oh, God. Dude, that, that restaurant, TGI Friday's Applebee's and Chili's. That's the same restaurant, right? They, I mean, they may as well be. They are all like, there's never been anything good that has come out of those places. What's awesome is we're going to get a message from somebody who's like a manager who's like, <laughs> I know, right? Like, I love TGI Friday. Or they're going to be like, well, come into mine. It's it's in Texas and we do good food. <laughs> no, you don't do good food. You don't. The best thing, like the best thing, at, like it doesn't even matter. The best thing in all of those restaurants is like going to be something fucking horrifying like a loaded potato skin or some like fucking other noxious garbage food that all they didn't even cook it. They just fucking drag it out of a freezer already fully assembled and apply a heat to it. That's it. That shit is so fucking foul. I went to a Chili's once. You know, they used to have that like I've gotten sick. I've only gotten sick from Chili's twice, but I've only been to two Chili's. So. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I got food poisoning was from yeah, me too. A TGI Friday. Well, yeah, Chili's was for me. I got food poisoning both times I went. I was just like, <laughs> I'm batting a thousand. I'm done. <laughs> Never see me again. I went there and I was like, oh, I'll go here. Ate a food, got food poisoning, left. I was like, I'll never eat there again. And then got dragged into going to another one and got food poisoning again. Oh, like, are you what fucking is your serious? Fucking, what do they have? Like, like I don't even know. Like, they're, they're just like, when you when you turn the when you turn the faucets on, it's just E. coli. That's all that comes out. <laughs> it's everything is just rubbed with raw chicken oh, before God. it's served. It's the worst. rub a two-day-old raw <laughs> chicken like, over They play it. like hot potato with like a raw chicken on everybody's cutting board before they go. <laughs> <laughs> that place, Chili's, is, a, is like billed as like a family restaurant. But when you go to one, it's like a family restaurant for people that hate their families. <laughs> because they have, they have those like like – like super cheap iPad things on the table, like so the kids can like 
not engage with the parents and like just fucking zone out and play games. And then of course it charges you the whole time they're playing games, but you don't care because you just have like seven minutes of peace and quiet. It's like a dude. It is a restaurant that just sells compromise. The thing is, like, my kid actually likes Chili's. He calls it the pepper restaurant because it's got a fucking pepper and he's clever. But I refuse to go. I'm like, you guys can go. Like, I tell my wife, I'm like, you guys can go to Chili's. It's great. Let me know how it goes. It sounds great. You guys should go out and have some time together. I'd rather stay at home and eat a yogurt. Yeah. You, they don't sell a food that and I And you have eat. to understand, audience, Tom, when he says eat a yogurt, that's like basically pounding bamboo shoots under his fingernails. <laughs> Nothing even remotely accidentally helpful, yeah. <laughs> please. Lord, the day is at hand. We are in the last days. You are Jehovah God. This story comes, unsurprisingly, from Right Wing Watch. Michelle Obachman. Obama fulfilled end times. People hate Obama. that so much. I know, it's it makes awesome. Me laugh People so. hate it so much when you call her Michelle Obachman. It makes me I laugh. love it when you call her Michelle Obachman. It's That's the, the best. best. Yeah. It's like when I said Rooster Egg last episode. <laughs> Rooster Egg is a throwback from, from everyone's, everyone's a critic. critic days. We didn't get any comments on Rooster Egg, though. Nobody noticed that I said Rooster Egg. That's outrageous. Not a single person because noticed. People called us out on I everyone's know, a everyone's critic. Like, it was like seven listeners. There was nobody was an audience. Yeah. Was it your wife that called me out? I don't I think, remember. Was it I said it, right? Did I you say You said it? rooster egg. Yeah, yeah I'm you sure said I said egg. rooster yeah. egg. Yeah. I said some really stupid shit I said rooster egg specifically last time yeah. when I was talking about, I think it was last time or the time before, when I crack open a rooster egg to look inside of the thing or yeah, whatever. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, said, yeah. I said it. I specifically said it in reference to that. Nobody caught it. We'll get the fucking, it. we'll get emails about the most fucking mindless, pedantic <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> but nobody caught rooster egg. We got an email the other day, 243 episodes. We got an email the other day from somebody who said, does it sound like Tom saying tarot cars? <laughs> two hundred at the skeptic. Two hundred and forty-three iterations of that recording, and we finally got somebody who noticed said, that I mispronounced tarot cars. You say that. tarot cars? I totally say tarot. He's right. I say tarot cars, but it's like somebody's going to correct us on everything. At <laughs> not some rooster point. egg, but not the rooster egg. Not that the rooster slipped egg. Past yeah, the... slipped past the goalie. Wow. Yeah. Well, the Michelle pedantic, the pedantic goalie. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Obachman, though. I don't think accuracy is what people come to this show That's for. That's true. Well, let's let's play, because she's got a couple of uh, of clips here. Let's play a couple of these, Tom. Um, this is uh, her interview with religious right radio host Jan Markle. Just as this agreement was being announced at the U.N. Security Council the following Monday after the agreement, for the very first time, the most important national security event in my lifetime. My lifetime as well. And it's this. All the nations of the world. Can I just say, I know I might have said this before, but I can't help but reiterate this fact. She sounds... Like a mom on Drop Dead Gorgeous. <laughs> I mean, doesn't she, she does. sound just she like does. one of the moms who's talking? Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, she's... Oh, you think they'd have the parking lot of America to go with the mall of America? <laughs> <laughs> you know, wait a second. I got to respond already to what she said, though. Like, this is the most important thing. Really? Because I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this woman and I'm thinking, like, in your lifetime, from a national security perspective, you have lived through... The Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah. Well, the, the woman that she's talking to clearly lived through the Second World War. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, when we were actually 
like on the actual brink yeah. of nuclear annihilation <laughs> I know, right? I know. from I know. a sworn enemy yeah. who had missiles, Yep. nuclear missiles staged just off the Florida coast. Right. And that pales in comparison. Were the nuclear missiles right off the Florida coast? Well, Cuba is right off the did Florida coast. Did they have coast. nuclear missiles, though? I believe that they did. I don't yeah. think they did. They didn't. I think you're wrong. Well, fucking, I'm wrong about most things. I think so we're. St- I think. Accurate. I think what they were worried about is that they wanted to protect Cuba. We're gonna have to cut this whole thing from the show because now but, we but, fucked it up. No, but I. I think no, because that, we're never gonna stop getting email about the oh, Cuban missile crisis. Are, I'm a Cuban. And, yeah, okay, yeah, sure you are, dude. <laughs> Sure you are, bro. You're a Cuban. You're a Cuban. You just like yeah. you. Cuba just got the internet an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> I did, however, uh, this weekend have a Cuban cigar. Did you? yeah, because their embargo's down, right? It's the second one that I've had. Well, this was he's had. Well, anyway, but it, but I mean, can you buy a Cuban cigar now? And not like, yet, no, not yet, not huh? yet. Okay. I guess. Yeah, I was asking him about that. So, what's the one? Cohiba is the name of it. Is that the brand? Cohiba. You know, I don't know. I okay. it didn't. It, it didn't have a. a Rapper thing on okay. it because that's how the the guy gets them in from you know whatever. So they take the you got your guy ring off. You got your guy. I don't have a guy. You got a My, guy. I know a guy whose dad's got a guy. Basically, <laughs> like that's I'm like fucking. That's seven weird when you me. gotta buy bag baggies full of cigars from your your buddy's dad. You know, you're just like, hey, hey, Mister Jones. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. It's like it's like asking it's like asking a homeless man to buy his cigarettes. Like, <laughs> Yeah, the now we like, sleep with the money, fuckers. <laughs> anyway, it is a legitimately better. I, the it's two a of great them cigar. Had, yeah, man, I've had I've had one or two that uh, have been from there, and they've been very good. And I didn't wake up with ashtray mouth. Nowhere near as those bad. are the worst. Though ashtray mouth uh, days are the worst. Yeah, yeah. you wake up, you're yeah. <laughs> everything tastes. You're like, it's like, would you like some scrambled eggs? Like, no, because everything tastes like you died out a cigarette in it. <laughs> That is necessarily the worst. All right, now that we've talked about cigars, let's go yes. back to Michelle, Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama signed an agreement that slams the door against Israel and opened it up to enriching and empowering the leading state sponsor of terror in the world, whose ultimate goal is the annihilation of the Jewish state. That is Zechariah twelve three, folks. That has been predicted for, for lots and lots and of years. And it happened July twentieth, twenty fifteen. That's exactly right. It with happened the United July 20th. States. Zechariah, isn't that that asshole on Lost in Space? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the pain! The pain! <laughs> Well, immediately heard in the background when the deal was inked was danger, Will Robinson. <laughs> warning, danger, danger. warning, <laughs> warning. <laughs> Leading right. that charge. And there, again, I said it earlier, there are consequences to doing things like this against God's covenant land. There are horrible consequences. And then you throw in some other things, such as we're not going there today, the Supreme Court decision back in late June, and a lot of other things. And we're not, judgment isn't just coming, judgment is already here well okay so what the fuck happened or am i going to heaven or are we going to hell no i kind of want to know judgment it's, is here dude judgment's here Didn't who's you, been judged I, no. where's that fucking throne are they calling people up one at a time fucking dubbing them with a sword and like dumping the other ones into hell they're calling them up one at a time there's seven billion people on the planet <laughs> it takes a long it's time. just like ah, we got to make everybody you fucking get, invincible you before get, we can get this done you get you're at the back of the line you're born by the time you get to the front line, you're dead. You're dead. It's just, <laughs> you can't even count can't to, even seven get to billion. seven billion. You can't even count to a billion. How long is he going to spend with each person? Well, I don't know. Maybe time stops while he's doing it. Like oh. while he's 
Uh, who fucking knows? It's all made up. <laughs> it's all made up. I just want to know that I'm at least going to get a few minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't even want the few minutes. Like, if, I, if I'm going to be judged by somebody, be like, well, fucking, I'm going to judge you, motherfucker. Like, and call me up and look at my pathetic little life and be like, well, this one time you did a thing. I'll be like, motherfucker, you let starving kids die. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? I'm out of here. I'm fucking... <laughs> I fucking I'm turning my time over to the next guy fuck off folks if you just joined me you're listening to understanding the times radio I'm Jan Markell and I have in studio the familiar voice of Michelle Bachman Michelle O. Bachman thank you very much (laughs) pronounced O. Bachman and she has written a brilliant article which I will post well let's not go overboard she has ghost written yeah (laughs) someone has put her name on an article as heard on the radio that's olivetreeviews.org olivetreeviews.org it first appeared back on July 14th wait olive tree views or olive the reviews what is it (laughs) Olive tree views. I think it's olive tree views. So olive tree is the thing that's like a peace thing or something. Huh. And then views is the. Maybe it's like Joe Pesci saying, like, all the tree views. I got tree views. I got a couple, two tree views. What do you want, huh? It's like his YouTube channel. I mean, how do I make you laugh? How do I make you fucking laugh, huh? Like, am I a fucking clown, huh? World Net Daily at WND.com. You can find it at As Heard on the Radio West. Could you stop giving addresses? For no, Christ's sake. Eastern Christendom bows to Shia Islam, and it's an exclusive. Michelle Bachman takes aim at the clownish, embarrassing agreement with Iran. Find that on my website, as heard on the radio. And she's got everything broken down very simply and easy to understand, sort of the insanity of all of this that's going on. This, this fucking Iran deal, they are junk. Every, every single GOP. Oh, mad dog about it man. they hate it so much they're mad dog about it because it might actually be i i I, th- I really do think that the i think there are some people who are upset about it in general because israel opposes it and they're just so fucking tied to israel that they cannot get their fucking brains out of the anything israel says we should do we should do because we're just the we're yeah, the enormous yeah, yeah, lapdog yeah. of israel right so there's that crowd of fucking goofballs and then there's other people who look at it and say like we can't let obama accomplish anything I think that's. I think there's a lot of I people. I think that's like with the that bigger too. part yeah. of it. Like we can't let him accomplish anything. If there's this, I mean, we need to have. We need to. Ha- we, he needs to leave and have some kind of major international diplomatic crisis. But doesn't be there also ongoing? have to always be enemies that we're looking at next too? We've always been at war with. You know, we've got to be. We've got exactly. We're, right? we're at war. I mean, we've been at war like. I'm not going to say my entire life. But for a lot of my life, we've been at war. Yeah. But before we just dwell on things that might be hopeless, we've got to dwell on biblical perspective. But also, this isn't a done deal. As you and I speak, this still can be overturned. So talk to us about that. It can. And I am really actually extremely excited because I think that we are about to see if we believers act in concert. I believe that we could see the strong right arm of a holy God show Mm -hmm. to the world. Why has it got to be his right arm? Well, maybe his left is busy jacking off. I think his right arm is going to give us the circle jerk (laughs) and then we're going to give him a handy because we're constantly giving God a handy. We are. Yeah. So. Why doesn't he return the favor? Clearly, what? he is with his strong right arm. Why does God have to work by like garnering votes in the fucking Congress? You know what I mean? Like, that's a crazy way to think that. Like, you got this omniscient, omnipotent being who's like, I will influence the minds of just a handful. You know, it would be it would be amazing as if everybody woke up 
across the country and was like, the Iran deal sucks. Like everybody, Everybody. 370 million people woke up. Obama included. The Iran deal sucks. What was I thinking? Fuck that. And then then Obama just like flips the fucking button and he's like, blow it all up. Right. But like, instead it's like, we'll just, even if it's like, we'll get just enough votes maybe at the last minute. I know. If all the Democrats voted against it, then you might convince me of something. Right. Yeah. No, I don't know about about God, but something. Yeah. And prove to the world his power and his strength. He is the Lord of Heaven's armies. (laughs) What is that? I can't even hear that. The Lord of Heaven's armies. That is the best, dude. That is his name. And what we have now, the largest pro-Israel group in the United States called APAC, has made this their number one effort. They have never gone all out like they are now in defeating this Iran agreement. Okay. Great. Great. Well, so, maybe they could use some of those Heaven's armies. You know, Why don't you replace some of those people with the, the people that are in Afghanistan? You know, because that right. would save the U.S. a little bit of money. You know? Should use an actual army. Yeah. You know, because I hear good things about that if you want to accomplish <laughs> tasks with an army. You know, various things. I'll tell you what. Okay, Heaven's Army, let's fight right now. Me versus Heaven's Army. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an army of one, motherfuckers. Let's come do it. Oh, wait. Nothing. 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 Not nothing. even a thunderclap. No. I don't even get like a fucking fart from God. I get nothing. I was trying Fuck to, I was trying to fart there. on demand when you said thunderclap, but I couldn't do it. <laughs> Lord of Heaven's Armies. The stupidest shit I've ever heard. I am heard. the Lord of Heaven's Armies. Who will be the Lord of our army? Oh, it's the, the Lord. <laughs> It'll be God. <laughs> That's, remember that guy? Okay, we follow that guy. <laughs> Who do you even fight? Why would you even... Oh, God. Why would you even... It doesn't make any sense. It's like having an army. I'm sorry, but like... It'd be like... It'd be like wading into a preschool, right? Like where you're just like 30... I think you're like four times the size of everybody in the preschool. And instead of like, and you have to, for some reason, you have to fight a bunch of preschoolers, but you're like, wait, I will bring my army. And you're just like, fucking do it yourself, you pussy. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, your power differential is so enormous. That'd be awesome, though. You know, if you wait until like those, those, <laughs> those preschoolers, though, it's like Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> it's like everywhere. they're just flying everywhere. Boom, like, boom, boom. boom. You, you're like Lou Boo. <laughs> right, you're just like, fucking boom, 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 boom. Fuck you, Hulao Gate. I took your bitches. <laughs> Abortions for all. <laughs> Very well. No abortions for anyone. <laughs> Abortions for some, miniature American flags for others. So this story comes from CNN. 11-year-old rape victim denied abortion gives birth in Paraguay. Well, that's super duper awful. Okay, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Because it says 11-year-old girl denied abortion. But she was 10 at the time. She was 22 weeks pregnant and 10 at the time. Yeah. And would you let your... 10-year-old run with coat hangers? I don't think he would. Oh, 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 no. So I think, I I mean, I don't know. Like, I, Paraguay, I understand understand child safety, you know? You know, they have different game shows over there. Like, are you more pregnant than a fifth grader? (laughs) Are you as pregnant as a fifth grader? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what they're doing. Oh, no. (laughs) You know, in this article, it says 684 girls between the ages of 10 and 14 gave birth last year. And then it has the nerve to say most of the minors had been victims of sexual oh, abuse. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, how could any of them not have been? 
exactly. You're fucking. There's no way you can consent. And then it's a right, yeah. So how is it not always? Like how is it's it not always? 100% it's a hundred percent. What did like the eleven year old be like? Yeah, go ahead and fuck me. <laughs> like, are you kidding? <laughs> um, and, you know, it says it says too in the article that uh, in Paraguay the law bans abortions except in cases where the pregnancy endangers the mother's life. Did did they really think that at ten or eleven years old you're like eh, that seems like a pretty risk free? Look, man, those kids they. They're like fucking made out of fucking. Uh, they're made out of like bubble gum and like I was gonna say coat hangers, but let's not say coat hangers. Let's say bailing wire. Oh no! Like they're tough little kids. You know what I mean? Like they can. You ever you ever see a kid like breaking an arm? You were talking about this one on the show before. Like kid breaks an arm. A couple weeks later, they're fine. They're running right. around doing fucking handstands on it. These kids could shit out kids all day. No problems. Their fucking body bounces right back. So I think they're, again, totally in the right here. Yeah, re- tight as a drum, ready to be impregnated again exactly. by 11 and a half. Look, if they get raped, and the thing is, is they can just keep on getting raped until they're 18. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And the thing is, Tom, if she keeps this cycle up, she just had a kid when she was 10, right? She keeps this cycle up. Her kid gets raped and has a kid at 10, and her that kid's kid has a ra- gets raped and has a kid sure. at 10. Basically, that by the time she's 50, I have an equivalent distant grandparent from the 1500s. <laughs> it's true. At that point, she'll have produced so many children, we'll all be related to her. That's, <laughs> she's like, that's somehow, somehow, well, some she's way. Like <laughs> that's, 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 that's she's like Eve. She's like Eve, the chimp or whatever. <laughs> oh, no. You know what? It's so crazy, too, because you read this story and it's like the authorities immediately arrested the girl's mother. Even though it was the stepfather who raped well, the girl. Well, didn't the stepfather get they did arre- up? They did arrest the stepfather, and they yeah. charged him with rape and abuse of a child. Sure. Um, but, but then they, they charged her with, like, conspiracy or something? They, they charged her with complicity. neglect and complicity. But then she says the girl's mother was released on bond. Quote, I was the one who reported all of this, asking for justice to be done and hoping that something would be done. But the prosecutors dismissed the case. Otherwise, this never would have gotten to the point because... She went to the authorities asking for help in 2013. Yeah. Which means the girl was like nine. And she was like, hey, somebody should help because this dude keeps raping my nine-year-old daughter. Hey, hold on now. We got to let's let's be because it's an alleged rape because at this point he wants a paternity test. Right. Yeah. He he demanded a DNA test. Yeah. Because she could be, you know, out. I don't know. Yeah, selling herself on the playground or whatever. Getting raped by someone else. Getting raped by someone else. The good thing is is that the government, after she was raped, is going to uh, basically use her her body a second time without consent. Oh, God. That's fucking exactly true, right? To bring this baby to term. So that's, that's, I think, the silver lining. So this story is old. It's from 1996. Well, it's technically not from 1996 because I'm reading here and it says published three days ago. Yeah, uh, so we got we got a little bit of uh, pedantic mail on this on our Facebook page. This story comes from news.com.au. Um, it's uh, man lets daughter drown instead of being touched by strangers. Uh, the date on the story, just so you know, is August 11th, 2015. Um, but evidently this is a basically it's a replay. Um, somebody was asked. Um, lifeguards were asked, like, what's the craziest shit that ever happened? And they relay this story. They turn that story into this news article. 
And this event actually occurred in 1996. So full fucking disclosure. Yeah, and and Tom, since this happened, and what happened? Tell tell us what happened. Yeah, so um, basically, a, a a girl was drowning at a beach, and rather than allow this girl to be touched by strangers, the father physically restrained people from the lifeguards from swimming out to rescue her because they he didn't want his daughter to be dishonored by the touch of a strange man. Yeah, and that was 20 years ago, and Dubai is a much more progressive place now. Right, so much has changed. So much has changed <laughs> now. So I think those those people that are being pedantic, they got a point. You know what I mean? Like, they have a point that it's it's now a, it's a, it's a brave new world right. in Dubai. Oh, yeah. You totally know, different than it used to be. I actually met a girl over the weekend who I was chatting with, and she said that she's gone to Dubai, and she suggested that I go to Dubai, and I said, I don't think i'll go to dubai yeah actually i sure. think that's probably not what i'll do yeah and and you know i'm like i know that it's like it's like a kind of a playground for the rich and famous but i'm not rich and i'm not famous and i do have an atheist podcast so it strikes me as somewhat of a bad idea sure. to go to a yeah, muslim yeah. country where yeah. you get killed for having an atheist podcast yeah and she's like well probably nobody would find out and i was like well probably not <laughs> but i don't want to die in dubai <laughs> Because you the, might not die, but they may restrain the people from going to save you while you're swimming. Right. Yeah. Right. But you don't need any help. I don't with that. need. I bob yeah. like a goddamn yeah. cork. And, and the blowhole keeps you alive <laughs> for a long time. So oh, my my pod will surround me <laughs> in joyous <laughs> exultation at my return. <laughs> That's like an elephant <laughs> sound. Whatever. That's not even like a whale sound. All of my brethren are enormous. <laughs> it doesn't make any. We all Although, make the same. Admittedly, when you're out of the water, you make that sound. But when you're in the water, it sounds like yeah, whale it's, it's just a series of clicks yeah. and beeps. It's fine. It's fine. This story that's told to these guys is a horrifying story. It's the worst right? story. It's a terrible story. It's a super terrible Because you have every opportunity to save someone, but you don't want someone else touching her. Yeah. And she would be dishonored. At least that's what the person said. Right. Right? That's where you have to believe the – but evidently it must have happened because people are saying it happened 20 years ago. Right. They're not saying it didn't happen. Right. They're saying, oh, yeah, it happened. It just happened a long time ago. You know, that, like I was thinking about this story and I thought like, you know, this whole concept of honor is a ridiculous fucking backward concept. There's never a situation where it's like where, where honor is a good idea. Honor, honor almost always leads to an affront to your honor and then fucking rash, foolhardy decisions like the South has a big tradition of honor. Sure, sure. Um, honor cultures have a high rate of violence. And because it's just something else that you can get upset about. And it's like something else. It's like something that you have to like hold super sacred. It's really easy for other people to piss on. It doesn't give you the opportunity. It's like face, right? Like, but it just, it doesn't give you the opportunity to let things roll off your back that otherwise might roll off your back. Like if your daughter's drowning, you'd be like, well, fucking go save her. I don't care if you stick your hand up her <laughs> pussy in order to raise her out of the water. I don't care. I do not care if you fuck her on the way back to the beach. It makes no fucking difference to me. I don't care if you fucking mouth fuck this woman on the way. Like, I mean, if she's okay with it is what I mean. Right, like, right. You know, I don't give a shit. I don't care if fucking four lifeguards go out there and gangbang her on a fucking life raft. If she says yes and you saved her life. I'm fucking down with that shit. I'll put it on fucking Pornhub myself. 
pieces of shit. I've seen that video, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's like one of my favorites, too. <laughs> I love water me. sports. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, instead, instead you're going to be like, well, I think she should probably just drown. I think what I think she should do is experience the fucking unbelievable, heart-rending panic of knowing that you're slipping under the water yeah, for the last time before your lungs yeah. fill with cold, cold seawater <laughs> and you die because I don't. It's either that or some lifeguard guards your life. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, what a horrible world we'd live in! Wow, but yeah. you can't let this shit roll off your back if you're in one of these stupid honor communities. Yeah, it's that honor thing. You're right, and that is a. It's an interesting connection. You put it with the South like that. That's an interesting connection. It's something I hadn't put the two together. All before. that honor shit. Yeah. Like it's just yeah. it's just an, it's a reason for effrontery. Yeah. When your body burns this stuff with no carbohydrates, what happens is you build up the clankers. This story comes from Right Wing Watch. It's Pat Robertson. I don't have psychic powers. I, I just get messages from God to heal people. It's pretty great. I I don't understand it. But here's Pat Robertson from the 700 Club. This is Emma who says, I've started watching the 700 Club recently. At the end of the program, you call out people who are sick and needing healing. How do you know about these people? I would call this a psychic ability of sorts. Are these real healings? I just want to know how you pick prayer requests or are you going with what you're told inside from the Lord? All right. Uh, nope. They're not prayer requests. There's not anybody we know. Uh, if you look at the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians, you'll First Corinthians, you'll see the enablements of the Holy Spirit. And one is called the word of knowledge. And the Holy Spirit can give us by his spirit a word. What? What is this Wait, password? What does is that, that like, even mean? Like, like Jesus is like, the word is orangutan. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Holy and then God has to guess the word and you do like, I don't even know. I don't even remember how password works, but that's. But isn't the bird always the word? The bird is a bird, Tom. <laughs> of course it is. How would you guess anything other than Yeah, I don't understand what the word is. Like, it, like the thing is, is like that is psychic powers, right? That. That's you getting a image or a you know learning about something in a supernatural way. Yeah, it's like I have no way to know, but I know. But I'm not psychic. But then the word psychic literally means nothing. <laughs> like, that doesn't, <laughs> like, then you the, it's like, it's like, you know, that's not a tank. It's just a car with a turret and treads and armor shaped like a tank. <laughs> and you're just like, you know, let me read, let me what? read the definition of, definition of psychic. Relating to or denoting faculties or phenomena that are apparently inexplicable, inexplicable in natural laws. Especially involving telepathy or clairvoyance. That is exactly psychic. That's exactly what he said. But he but but he couches it in the fucking word and he just says like, Well, the Holy Spirit rubs the word on its genitals or whatever. Like, <laughs> like none of that means anything. The Holy Spirit puts the lotion on the skin or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> as soon as people start talking about the word, I'm just like, I'm done. Yeah. I can't I can't hear that shit because it well, doesn't mean that- anything. Pat is, you know, Pat, and the best part about this is you can't see this, but Pat, to me, I noticed it today. You ever seen like Mad Magazine? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he looks, what he looks like is an aged. Yes. What is it? Alfred, Alfred P. Newman. Alfred E. Newman yeah. or Alfred P. Newman or whatever. He looks like, or he looks like their character, their 
their characterization or whatever they do, yeah. whatever the caricaturation of George W. Bush. It's that's true. He kind of does because because his ears are super huge, and you look at me like your your ears are bigger than any human. His I've ears ever seen. have actually gotten so big that they're just starting to fall off. You know, they are. That? They're starting to like look like like they're like an elephant's ears where they fold over right, now, dropping you know? down. <laughs> like it's like droopy ear. <laughs> like the cartilage after this point is just like I give up. Like I can't hold it up anymore. I'm sorry. There's a little more of this. You want to hear yeah, it? That will tell us uh, what's going on, that we can't see it, touch it, feel it, and so forth. And uh, this isn't psychic. No, that's exactly psychic. It's psychic. Like, it is exactly psychic. And uh, uh, they are real, and we have thousands and thousands of people who've been healed. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Mm-hmm. With mm-hmm. magic devil powers. <laughs> <laughs> Want to contact the guys? Go to DissonancePod.com to get links to their Google+, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. If you want to contact them directly, send an email to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Do you want to support the show? Go to Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash DissonancePod. Or click the link on the podcast homepage, and you can donate to the production of Cognitive Dissonance on a per-episode basis. If you can't spare any money, take a second to give us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher, or spread the word about the show. We want to send a big, heartfelt glory hold to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock. This story comes from NPR. Uh, Catholic bishops in Kenya call for a boycott of polio vaccines. So we're now going to have more polio, or at least some polio, when we don't need any polio. Jeez, man. We are so close. I know. To wiping out polio. It's like that asshole neighbor who won't mow his yard and you get all the fucking dandelion seeds right? to fly all like, over. Like, what the fuck? Herd immunity, bro. Right? Like, like, dude, I mowed my lawn. I use Scott's turf builder. <laughs> it still doesn't work. So this is fucking crazy. The, the, the Conference of Catholic Bishops declared a boycott on the World Health Organization's vaccination campaign. They need to clunk all those fuckers head together. Right? Don't they? Why would you declare? Let's, let's declare a boycott on. So what I would want to declare a boycott on is human suffering and misery. Sure. Can we declare a boycott on that, please? Well, can we know, declare a boycott on iron lungs and fucking twisted legs? These people love suffering, dude. They do. They fucking love suffering. Look at that Mother Teresa shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like suffering to a lot of these people is is that's that's the holy thing. That's the thing that they revere is the suffering. Easy to fucking say when you're not suffering. When you're not the one who's suffering, right? sure. You know, it's Super like uh, you know, I think suffering is noble. It like it clears the fucking mind. It's like, well, really? Cause you're like a fat dude in a robe. You know, it's it, it there are different factions of the Catholic Church that do different things, and there's several factions that you know, I think would probably vehemently disagree with this. Sure. But this is, that's a lot of, you know, when you're talking about a conference, an entire conference of bishops, that's not a few people. Right. And, you know, these are high powered people in the church that are making this decision. And, you know, the thing that's the craziest is that it seems, and I don't know how true this is, but, you know, from what I've read, the the cursory stuff I've read, it seems that the new pope is somewhat scientifically literate. You would think that he would come out and say and stop these people. Yo, that's what I was going to say. Like, why doesn't he denounce this? 
Like, why, why wouldn't, why wouldn't the Vatican come out and be like, whoa, bro, what the fucking, no, we are super anti-polio. We're pro-vaccine. Can you cut that shit out? And if you don't cut that shit out, we're going to excommunicate you. Yeah. Like, break out the big fucking guns. It's nonsense, right? Like, here, I'll excommunicate you. Poof, you're excommunicated. You were never going anywhere anyway. Who gives a shit? (laughs) You know, like, it's meaningless. It never meant anything. But it means a lot to these guys. Like, you've got a big gun you can hold over these motherfuckers, like this imaginary afterlife garbage. So but instead, it's it's 100% certain that when you do this, somebody's going to get polio that didn't have to. Right. How do, you, how do you justify that? How do you morally justify that? Like, oh, yeah, I mean, polio is super terrible. But, uh, hey, at least it's not autism. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, your kid's dead, but he's not autistic, so... Well, not necessarily dead if you get an iron lung there, and, you know, that's... Yeah, the iron lung's in Kenya? Yeah. Right? Huh? <laughs> no? That's probably not a thing. Because I'm looking at all these pictures, and these pictures don't look like these folks have iron yet. That's <laughs> <laughs> so mean. Oh... I wanna... No, no, no. They probably still. They probably have iron, not steel. Though. No, I mean, <laughs> come on. Let's not get ridiculous. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> oh, I want to point out one of the things that is said, and this is the NPR article. They're bouncing back and forth, and the person says, "I pointed out to him that research has shown that claims of vaccines being linked to autism and HIV and cancer are in fact not true." And his response was, "We could debate this forever." <laughs> and the first thought was like, "We could debate it forever, but you'd be wrong from the start of this argument until right. the end of it." Yeah, the length of the debate in no way justifies your like. Well, this debate could last an hour. Okay. Yeah. Or it could last long. I don't know. Who cares how long the debate is? You're never going to win the argument, right? Because you don't. You have no. You have no evidence on your side. Yeah. But you know, is it surprising that the Catholic bishops? are unconcerned about having evidence on the side of their argument. I guess that's true. Like, they wake up every morning, they're like, well, what's your whole life based on? (laughs) Well, it's just some shit that someone made up. (laughs) Something someone told me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, somebody else told me about this vaccine autism thing, so I just believe the first thing I hear about any subject. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, 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 the Catholics are basically like dudes that have, like, a love potion that works for, like, the first thing they see, right? Like, like, it's like... And the problem is the problem is they're always surrounded by altar boys and they fall in love with them. You know what I mean? It's that whole if they had if they had nuns in the and you know that could actually come into the church once in a while, then maybe they'd be be banging them. You know, trouble. Yeah, love potion number nine. (laughs) That's how old the kid is. Oh no! (laughs) Hell, who we kidding? He's probably seven. Yeah, he's it's nine parishes. He's bounced to to hide the. Abuse? Oh, God. Oh, nothing like a good hide the abuse joke. You say to someone else, you know, I'd like to give a million dollars to God. And they look at you and say, wow, what's the matter with you? So this story comes from CNN, but it's been all over the place. John Oliver forms his own church and just keeps on winning. Um, on Sunday night, on John Oliver's show last week tonight, um, John Oliver um was poking fun at the whole uh, televangelist thing, at the whole tax exemption thing. Um, and he, he basically was like, he kind of pulled a Colbert, right? Like, remember when Colbert started his soup, his own super PAC? Yeah. He basically kind of did the same thing. He's like, well, then let's start our own church. And it's awesome, Cecil. Yeah. Yeah. The church is, uh, is called, it's Our Lady of Perpetual Exemption. And, uh, and he had, 
someone else come out. Basically, they're they're collecting money. But on the I went to the website, and the website says we basically. Uh, reserve the right to give all this money to Doctors Without Borders. So if you donate to them right now, this church, they're going to basically give all the money to Doctors Without Borders when it's over with. But they're saying, they're trying to show the IRS how easy it is to break tax laws. And the the monologue here, we're going to link to this article. It's 20 minutes you're not going to regret. It's, it's a 20-minute so long story. I watched it today, and I was giddy the whole time. It's so funny. I think... First off, I think John Oliver's show is funnier right now than I remember The Daily Show or Colbert ever being. I laugh constant. I watch the show every week. I think it's absolutely hysterical. I think John Oliver is hilarious. So this show, first off, already had me. But then I watch this clip, and this clip is absolutely wonderful. The, my favorite part is the sheer joy on his face when he reveals that he's been corresponding with one of these televangelists and he pulls up all the letters and he's and spoiler alert i just spoiled it whatever i didn't spoil it because it's uh, it's funny all the way through but you just pay attention to his face at that moment and the moment they talk about making their own church and it is hilarious you could see like the actual giddiness that's all i mean it's 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 as giddy as you could ever expect a brit to look he's having fun yeah, doing this bit, like yeah, his this this bit is a fucking riot. There's a great part where he's like, "Yeah, you know, there's plenty of churches that you know feed the fucking hungry and clothe the needy. We're not talking about those yeah. churches." Yeah, and then he just fucking lamb. He launches into it. He it, it's it's this is like this is satire done at such a high level. This is satire done at a level like genuinely approaching perfection. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Just fucking sheer genius, man. It's so it's so well done. And the thing that that just blew me away as I'm watching it, I'm laughing and I'm like, yeah, totally straight on, spot on. The whole time I'm laughing and thinking it's awesome. And then he starts talking about how, you know, when you give seed money, and that's what he's going oh, after the, the prosperity money gospel money. Go now, when you give seed money, you're just not you're not going to get anything back. Like you, you might as well you just like fucking like actually bury the money in your yard and your dog gives it back to you later that's the only hope you ever seeing it again or something and you know he does a much better joke and his delivery is way better but the fact is is i'm I'm watching this thinking there are people out there who really think that are in you know massive amounts of debt or just don't have a lot of money at one point one of the preachers is looking at the tv you know looking at the camera and saying you only have a thousand dollars you want to buy a house? Well, you can't buy a house with a thousand dollars. But if you give that yeah. seed oh. money, that thousand dollar seed money, you know you're going to get your house. Basically, is what he's saying. And I just can't believe that we live in a time where there are not just there's not just a few suckers out there. That there's just so many people that are taken in by this prosperity gospel week after week after week. It's it it just breaks your heart to see all these people, you know. Give away money when they're the most they are the most vulnerable people he could be going after, and they could be going after the sick and the poor, yeah, well, you know he also relays a story about a woman who you know like one of these one of these evangelists is saying like, hey, you know you don't want to what do you you get cancer? The doctors are good at telling you you have cancer, and then they just give you a bunch of poison that makes you sicker. You could take that poison or you could you know give your money to the church and and get blessings in return, and Jesus will cure you and all this, and it's like a story about a woman who basically like didn't get treatment and also gave away all of her money yep. and then she yep. fucking died of cancer predictably died of cancer 
you know, like, I don't know, see, so like these guys, these people, I, I do believe that we should have a country founded on freedom of speech and freedom of religion. I think that those are genuinely positive core values, but this prosperity gospel shit is a fraud. It is legitimately a fraud that is being perpetrated to take advantage very specifically of uneducated poor people. You know, Warren Buffett's not giving away his billions for fucking prosperity gospel. This isn't this isn't like the middle class or upper middle class or the wealthy who are giving away their money by and large. This is fleecing the most vulnerable people. And and it's like we're powerless to do anything about it. We're even powerless as a society by and large to criticize this. Right. Because we're so afraid of criticizing um, or offending the religious sensibilities of other people. And we have this fucking ridiculous, foolish, bullshit notion that we should be respectful of everybody's beliefs, even if these beliefs are harmful or right. mean spirited right. or predatory. There's a point in this in this thing where they show this woman convincing people not to go get treatment for being cancer because it's just gonna make you more sick and come sit on the fucking sit and hear the gospel on Saturday morning instead? And you're just like, are you fucking serious? Somebody's actually saying that to an audience of people that you shouldn't go to get cancer treatment. But you know, like Cecil, like there's there is a there is a very common theme. There's a very common thread that it is rude, that that it is it is it is not. You know, it's like talking about you know money and politics, right? It's like right. It's, I know, I know, it's I know. Rude I know exactly to criticize. Yeah. yeah, we need to get over that shit. We need to stop enshrining. Um, religious ideas in such a way that we can't uh, have conversations. I mean, I, I think if somebody said like, yeah, I'm super religious, so I'm going to go to, uh, you know, the Chicago Food Depository and, and, and donate my time this Saturday because I think that that's what Jesus would have wanted me to do. I mean, who's going to criticize that person, right? Nobody's going to criticize that person. It's like, I don't give a shit where your motivations come from. Your actions yield good. Yeah, you know, so fine. You, you you get your motivations from wherever you get your motivations from, but the the problem here is that we're af- we're simultaneously afraid to criticize these ideas because we somehow think that everybody has a right to all bad all bad ideas are equal, right? Um, and that's such garbage. It's not true. Yeah. Some ideas are better than other ideas. That's that's the truth. Some ideas are bad ideas. Some ideas are dangerous ideas. Some ideas, and it's not that people don't have a right to hold them, but they don't have a right to hold them unchallenged. Right. And that, and there's a huge difference there. We have this, you know, it's like, well, everybody has a right to their opinion. Well, thanks for that meaningless piece of shit. Like, that's a platitude that does nothing for the world. Everybody has a right to their opinion, but everybody doesn't have a right to have an opinion that goes unchallenged. In the courtroom of ideas. So let's bring them on trial and see what, what wins, you know? You know, there's some opinions where you're just like, I like blue. It's like, well, who's going to challenge well, Who that? gives a shit, right? You know what I mean? Who cares, right? It's just a personal preference. Sure. I like fucking shrimp. I don't like shrimp. I enjoy pizza. You know, all these things that are, and all they're all food related. I don't know if you notice, <laughs> but they're all food related. Notice um, I'm hungry. Yeah. But, you know, there are some there are some opinions where you're just like, who cares? Nobody cares that you think Chicago is a better city than New York or that New York is a better city than Chicago or that literally anywhere in the South smells like garbage. Like all of those things. Who cares? I don't think that's an opinion. That's been backed up by scientific research. I'm just saying, like, it's my opinion. But in any case, you know, 
there's some things that are just like, well, it's just an opinion. Who cares? But when you're, you know, when your opinion starts hurting other human beings, now we need to start talking. Now we need to start be like, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can't, you can't just say skip your fucking chemotherapy because it makes you feel a little bad. Right. Or like you're drowning in credit card debt. You should give me your money instead of paying off some of your bills with it because somehow Jesus yeah. is going to get rid of your credit cards. I mean, that's like shit these people say. There's I mean, is of- Jesus like a bankruptcy lawyer? Right. Like, how the fuck does he do right. that? Is he like Jesus. Peter Francis Geraci? Is he going to like send you info tapes? <laughs> also, they're tapes still? Are we do still doing tape? tapes? What, you what do are you going to walk? What the fuck are you going to listen to it on, Geraci? <laughs> Tapes? Is it a videotape? An audio tape? What kind of tape is it? Who cares what kind of tape it is? Are you sending me a bankruptcy viewfinder? Like, what are you doing? (laughs) It's a bankruptcy pictograph. (laughs) He's going to telegraph. It's just like a picture of like an Egyptian dude with like his pockets (laughs) hanging out. And he's just like, ah? I got a big beak nose. And he's like, (laughs) He's got like an owl head or something. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like his hands are up in the universe like, hey, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Huh? You know? I have not asked you to adopt and adhere to my religious beliefs. Why are you asking me to adopt yours? And finally, Mr. Speaker, I'm flattered that you're all so interested in my vagina, but no means no. This story comes from the Raw Story. Florida pastor, the national debt will end immediately when Planned Parenthood is defunded. Okay, now sure. he, 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 this this headline is accurate because I've heard this. So, <laughs> so we're going to play this bit. Um, this is Pastor Craig Connor. How did we get to the place where the federal government gives this organization $540 million a year of our money to fund this evil. How did we get there? And we have absolutely no choice in how our money is being spent. Friend, that offends me. Okay, stop the wars. Yeah. Because I, I, we give a lot more money to that. We give a lot more money yep. to boots on the ground in Afghanistan and all the money that we spend on defense. We give a lot more money to that. So, yeah. but I don't have a fucking say in that. Right. I'm just a fire. I'm just a schmuck who gives money too, and I don't have anything to say about it. And your fucking church is tax free, you cunt. You know, five hundred and forty million dollars is a meaningless figure by comparison to our budget. Oh yeah, our budget's trillions of dollars. Yeah, trillions. That number doesn't even mean. That doesn't even make sense. Trillion, five hundred and forty million. It's like it'd be like saying like, well, Tom, this year you bought a bread. I'd <laughs> be like. Okay, you could have not bought that bread and you would have had your bread money. Like, yeah, but it doesn't yeah. add anything to it's, the fucking it's pile. It's exactly, it's ex- you're right. It's it's as inconsequential as a cup of Starbucks to right. uh, somebody with like a, you know, a normal salary. Right. It's, uh, it's, we spend $100 million a day on the war in Afghanistan. Yeah. So $100 million a day. That's like, that's under a week we can fund all of Planned Parenthood. Yeah. And what does Planned Parenthood do for us, right? What do they do? Well, they're, you know, they're, they're doing all kinds of stuff to help prevent pregnancies and help, you know, 
women in difficult situations. You know, I mean, it's like that. They, the problem is, yeah, is that they don't like what they're doing. All kinds of, and none of that five hundred and forty million is earmarked for abortion. Not a which bit is of the it. Fucking hot Not a bit of it. Everybody yeah. gets fucking work. So instead, it goes to you know contraception and education and STD testing yep. and all these like women's health services. Yeah. It goes to all that shit. Like that's fuck because nobody else is doing it. They wouldn't need to do it if somebody else was fucking doing it. It's the only reason Planned Parenthood has to do that fucking work is because nobody else is fucking doing it. Yeah, and and I know for a long time I I I I don't know, but I, I'm I thought that my wife had gone there as uh, as her gynecological stuff for a couple several years while we were in college because she sure, just lots of you know just do. didn't didn't have any funds to go to a, and you didn't have any insurance, so right. you just go to a place where you think. You know, you can get it pretty, and she got it cheap. It was relatively inexpensive. Sure. Yeah. I don't know how, how it affects you, but that, that greatly offends me. And honestly, I was talking to the Lord about this just the other day. What did he say? <laughs> said, hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I was just chit-chatting with God the other day. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh. You're fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I can't even hear you anymore. He said, 540 million. <laughs> In American dollars? What? God damn it. <laughs> Golly. You know how much coon dog food that buy? <clears throat> and I said, Lord, I can't continue this. You know, if, if Planned Parenthood is not defunded, I may just stop paying taxes. I know that I'll go to jail for it. You already are in a church. You don't have to pay taxes. Yeah, okay. Well, fucking go to jail, stupid. Yeah. Stop paying your personal taxes and the IRS will garnish your wages and throw your ass in jail. Mm. Great plan, bro. Yeah. Well, you'll be among the religious, so you'll be there fine. You go, you'll right? be fine. But, friend, it breaks my heart to know that when I send my check in to the IRS, they are taking money out of my check I send to them, and they are using it for this evil purpose. How, how do we ever get here? Friend, you want to talk about reducing the national debt? We could reduce it overnight. If they would defund this evil organization and put it on the national debt. Man, we could get out of debt immediately if they would do that. And friends, no, 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 it turns no out. Yeah, like, it's like those people. Have you seen the, the there's like a there was a, a Internet thread that was going around where the people were saying there was one person who was saying, I don't know, there was a bunch of people, but it was clearly one person who was arguing that. Uh, Obamacare costs like three hundred and seven. Yeah, and you million. could give a million dollars. There's three hundred and seventeen million people who needed health insurance or something right. like that. And they said we would give a million dollars to each person, and then you would just have it. And they're like, no, you don't understand. They would just get they they wouldn't get a million dollars. They would get a dollar. Like that's yeah, right. That's, <laughs> like they wouldn't get I saw, a million. I saw that whole thread. Yeah. The guy's like. You don't know, like they're all the same units. He was yeah. trying to argue that because to, they're the same I think units. that the person was a troll. I, Do you I really? always assume. I, you assume too many trolls. I assume always people are assume. functionally retarded. <laughs> always <laughs> assume that no one is that stupid. But it's it's the same. Well, this person is clearly an idiot. Yes. If you think that five hundred and forty million dollars is of any consequence to the U.S. budget, five hundred forty million dollars is nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. In Compar comparison. Okay, and he's talking about the, the national debt. What is our national debt right now? I don't know what that number is. <laughs> it's like a quintillion or something. I, I don't actually. I got to figure this out. All right. Hold on. I'll look it up. No, no. I'm looking at the number. It's $18,344,821,450,000 or thereabouts. That is our U.S. national debt. 
18 trillion. 18.3 trillion. Okay. That's uh, I'm looking at a clock right now where it's just going up and up and up. And <laughs> I'm looking up. at the same thing. Yeah. It's yeah, it's in the left-hand corner, right? Yeah, and it's just going up and up and up and up. Yeah. And their federal budget deficit right now as it looks to me is 497 billion. Yeah. So, 540 million dollars doesn't doesn't tick this down in any appreciable way. You know, and then there's always the photos that you see everywhere with the, the flies landing on his face. You know, I can show show you in the codes where he's got a strong connection to the Lord of the Flies, Beelzebub. Well, I call him Beelzebub because yeah. he had those yeah. flies stuck to his lip. So this does come from the Raw story. Christian broadcaster clarifies for listener that Obama's actually an atheist. With Muslim sympathies. This is great. I want to play this bit for you. This is uh, Sandy Rios uh, from Sandy Rios in the Morning on American Family Association Sandy Rios show. I would love to see a Ted Cruz Ben Carson ticket. Oh my God! Oh. Please shoot me in the face if there's a Ted Carson, a Ted Carson, <laughs> a Ted Carson, and a Ben Cruz. I heard, I heard Ben Carson talk. Uh, just, just start talking about some stuff. And I, I couldn't cringe more. That is a guy who I never want to see. Ben Carson? Never want to see. He's just a horrifying dude. Super, I, I didn't super hear him. Horrifying. I've never heard him oh, talk. Yeah, we've had him on the show a I, Well, that's times. all I, yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. I only know him from the times he's appeared on the show. Horrifying. Yeah. Um, Ted Cruz, because you know he's an attorney. He's been there. He's strong. He understands D.C. And uh, Ben Carson, because I think he could actually go in there and fix the health care system while Ted's taking care of all the other um, things that are going on. <laughs> You know, years, I'd love to. Oh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. You've been waiting a long time. Finish your thought. Uh, no, then in eight years, I'd love to see uh, Ben Carson be the first black president instead of a Muslim president. Where? Uh, um... Wait, are they mutually exclusive? <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. Hey, first black president? No, no, no. I don't think you're ever got. There's no. Okay, look, there. You can make all the arguments you want about him not being a Christian. You can make all the arguments you want about him being a Muslim or him being whatever the fuck. But I have yet to hear an argument that I will even remotely consider about the man not being black. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Like all I can do is look around. Like, did I just hear that? Yeah. First black president. <laughs> Be the first what black you, president. What the what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's, it's like he's, he's not even black. That's they awesome. They are so against him that they just refuse to acknowledge that he's there. Yeah, you know he actually has the experience, and he doesn't have to worry about being outmaneuvered by these uh, um, senior rhinos that we have in Congress. You know, I uh, one thing I uh, you know the Muslim president thing. <laughs> we don't we know that he loves the Muslim community, and he's certainly sympathetic, and he loves the call to prayer. And we'll say no more. We don't know. I, I kind of think he's an atheist, to be honest with you, David, with Muslim sympathies. I always need to clarify that. But an atheist with Muslim. I guess we're atheists without Muslim sympathies. I, I, we're just, I think we're atheists without sympathy. Yeah. I think just we're, in yeah, general. Without yeah. religious sympathy. Yeah. yeah. Why would you have Muslim sympathy? Oh, I guess maybe it's like a C.J. Whirleman type of atheist. Is that what we're talking about here? <laughs> like, what would an atheist with like Muslim sympathy like? Oh, he doesn't hate the Muslims. Uh, the way that we want him to hate the Muslims I in a very so. specific yeah. and directed way. So he's an atheist with Muslim... Se- what the fuck nonsense? 
The man, we, we beat him up for going to a black church. Yeah. Like, we beat the shit out of that guy. I know. I throughout know. Throughout the course of the election because it was of so his ridiculous. history of going to a so church. It was so ridiculous. Right? Yeah. I think that if we could, uh, we could, someone could form a team out of the talent on those stages last night, uh, various ones of them can run these cabinet agencies. Can you imagine if each of them were tasked with cleaning up these departments, what we would have? I mean, that would be a phalanx of cleaning house. Are she really talking about the people that like the Republican, the clown car that was the debate? Everybody I talk to that's liberal, though, all says the same thing. They're like, it's a fucking clown car. It's ridiculous. But these guys, they have to the pundits on the other side. You got to clip onto something. You got 16 of them. Oh, my gosh. There's 16, Cecil. Yeah. Hi. How do you justify? How do you pretend that your party is not a discombobulated shambles when you're like, yeah, like everyone is running. Yeah. Like there's 16 people. It's you don't have 16 ideas among you. Did you see that uh, Santorum's uh, approval rating went down to or not approval rating his his voter backing went down to zero percent after That's a the last really one. low percentage. But here's the thing. Here's you want to take a guess at what it was before the debate. Four? One. <laughs> so he only had 1% of the people anyway. So when it went down to zero, it's not a big deal. But a bunch of people were saying, oh, it went down to zero. And then I actually looked at the Pew Research thing. I'm like, well, what was that one? Yeah. So it, it dropped a margin of point. error of probably but, one. But I'll tell you, Jeb Bush dropped like 7% or something. Like he dropped a I, lot. I really thought Jeb Bush was going to be the guy. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be the guy. Not now. I mean, I'm kind of thinking maybe Trump. Shut the fuck up. Trump might be the guy. Shut the fuck up. Trump might be the guy. I will fucking stab you. Trump might be the guy. I will stab you Trump. like a fucking... Dude, don't get mad because it's going to be amazing. <laughs> amazing! If Trump actually became... I'm going to throw up seconds. <laughs> I'm going I'm I'm to vomit. I'm going to fucking vomit. If Trump was actually the president, we would be embroiled in every war simultaneously. That guy, can you imagine him negotiating with Putin? Are you kidding? Or with they would China? high five. Are you oh, kidding? Uh, they would uh, high five. They would be buds. It would be such a bro. Yeah, that would be a that would be a total. Goofballs. They'd be a bromance between us and Russia because we'd basically he'd basically just be he'd Russia. love exactly. Be yeah, well, they'd he'd roll back the clock on all kinds of shit. You yeah. really think it's going to be Trump? I you know, I don't think he's going to win, but no, I think no, no, that no. I think that he'll. You think he'll win the, the primaries? Yeah. Maybe. Ah! He, he, he rose in the last one. What is happening? What is What kind of crazy, madcap, bizarro universe do we live in? I don't understand why we have to build a ray gun to aim at a planet I never even heard of. Don't blame me. I voted for Kodos. Go! So this comes from Right Wing Watch. Uh, ben Carson's Bible-based tax system and other GOP adventures in biblical economics um, so this was kind of interesting. Ben Carson said he would have a new tax system based on the biblical system of tithing. He says, I think God is a pretty fair guy. Read his read his system here. Well, can can we hold on for just a second? Because I will read his system. But how can you look at a world where two thirds of the world lives on less than a dollar a day? And one percent of the world controls like 90 percent of the resources and think, yeah. God seems like a pretty fair guy. Well, all those people put seed money in, and that's the thing. Oh, yeah, right. So, like, 
Like when like a like a four year old in like gets guinea worm or something sure, yeah. or like has fucking bot flies growing out of his ass or like, you know, like somebody's like six year old sister gets hit by a car right in front of you or like, you know, your baby gets cancer. It's like <laughs> I think God is a pretty fair guy. Or like when ISIS like beheads people for not being sex slaves. You're just like, I think God is a pretty fair guy. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Look at that tsunami that wiped out 250,000 people literally the day after Christmas. Ho, 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 motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, what a fair guy. There's a quarter million people wiped out by a wave. Oh, God's a pretty fair guy. All right. So here's a super fair system. Um, said the God who does, doesn't give a shit. Quote. And he said, you know, if you give me a tithe, it doesn't matter how much you make. If you've had a bumper crop, you don't owe me triple triple tithes. And if you've had no crops at all, you don't owe me no tithes. So you owe tithes? It's double negative. So there must be something inherently fair about that. And that's why I've advocated a proportional tax system. You make $10, $10 billion, you pay a billion. You make $10, you pay one. And everybody gets treated the same way. And you get rid of the deductions and you get rid of the loopholes and end quote. It's a flat tax, man. Flat taxes uh, hurt the poor. And they hurt the poor because we have a progressive tax in this country where most poor people don't pay taxes. They don't have to pay taxes. Many poor people, in fact, get credits from the government to help them uh, to help them get back up to where we would hope that they would be. Where we, we I mean, it doesn't even come close because the tax credits are pathetic. But we try to help them. I know when I was a student and things like that, like I had like credits that were coming in based on like the hours I was working and the amount of taxes. I, I don't even think I spent any. I don't think I even got taxed or I got taxed so little. I got a ton of that money back that I put into the government um, through income tax when I was a student and when I was a working uh, a working poor guy. Like I remember getting a ton of that money back. And, and we should be giving that money back to those people. Fucking yes, the money shouldn't be coming to the government. Because, first of all, it's a tiny fucking amount of money. It's not a lot of money. You're looking at the people who don't earn a lot of money. They can't, first off, they don't, they don't have a lot to give. And they don't, they're not giving a lot anyway. You know, my, my issue with the flat tax is that it's a regressive tax. Because the the my dollars aren't the same and I'll use Ben Carson's example because it's his fucking example so if I have 10 billion dollars and I give away a billion and I have nine billion left I'm still rich if I have ten dollars and I give away a dollar I'm still poor right there these are these are different worlds people live in whose dollar mattered more whose 10 percent affected their ability to buy a medicine sure. if I've got a billion dollars and I give away you know, a tenth of a billion dollars, I can still buy food, housing, medicine, clothing, shelter. I can buy all of those necessities. I'm still fucking spectacularly wealthy. You don't even have to go up to billions. You could just say $100,000 to $25,000. Like if I'm, yeah. But I guess that's that's what I mean is that money money doesn't behave the same way. It really doesn't behave the same way um, when you're poor as when you are affluent. When you are affluent, the same things cost you less money. If I want to buy car insurance, let's say I want to buy a car and I want to buy car insurance. If I want to buy car insurance and I live in a shitty neighborhood, and, and I, can, I can testify to this per, from personal experience, 
I have two homes. I have a rental home in a in a uh, lower middle class mixed race community, and I have my home that I live in, which is a, is a more affluent community. When I insured my car in the lower middle class mixed race community when I lived there, it cost me about a hundred dollars a year more to insure that car than it does to insure the exact same car for the exact same dollar value where I live now, right? And 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 the reason is that it's more likely to be stolen in that community than it is in this community. So not only are you more likely to be the victim of a theft, but you're also more likely to pay more money to insure the same thing. It costs real dollars. Yeah. It costs more money to be poor. It costs more money to buy food when you're poor. It costs more money to get to work when you're poor than it does when you are affluent. Things cost more in real dollars, but then even more importantly, they cost more in relative yeah. dollars. And, and, and you talk about, too, one of, the, one of the major things is like they can't afford to buy quality things. So my car goes into the shop every 3,000 miles. I haven't had any major problems with my car at all since I got it. I got into an accident. That was it. That was the only major problem I've ever had with my car. I had to replace the brakes once, had to replace the battery once. But those weren't major expenses, and it, and it was not a big deal, right? When you have a shitty car, <coughs> your fucking bearings are going out. You got, you know, it's got like right. 100,000 miles on it. They got to take all the fucking wheels off, you know, all this bullshit that you got to deal with. And then the starter goes out every third month because everything's fucked up inside of it. I remember being a kid and like my parents would buy throwaway cars. They would buy a car for $500 to $1,000. They would save up all they could to buy these cars. And then they were basically throwaway cars because they would drive them until they could, they couldn't fix you know simple shit anymore and then they would just be like well i can't afford it because it's going to cost a thousand dollars to fix it i might as well buy a brand new car to me right. at least you know a car that they think is better and they'd get fucked they'd buy lemons and those those lemons would be that'd be a big deal because you're constantly on your back trying to figure out what the fuck's wrong with the car with back then with library books that you checked out to try to figure out what the fuck is wrong with it you want answers i think i'm entitled you want answers i want the truth you can't handle the truth this story is just super weird this comes from news uh vice news a rape survivor in India must balance a heavy rock on her head to prove her purity? <laughs> no, that's true, Tom. You, to prove your purity, you have to balance things. That's why um, seals are the purest of the, the, purest of the animal tree because they can balance things very well. It's No, that's true because nobody will fuck a juggler. Yeah. That's, right. They are the purest. They're the purest of the right? people. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Noah. Yeah. <laughs> my god whatever it does so you i don't even know what to say so this this woman <laughs> has to balance an 88 pound stone on her yeah. head before she can live with her husband again 88 88 pounds is a is a is a symbolic number because she also has to go 88 miles an hour to go back in time <laughs> to win this to when this was fucking relevant <laughs> you know this is like this is based on some fucking like like ye oldie tale. Yeah, no. Can I read you what it's <laughs> yeah, based on? Yeah. The test originates from the Hindu epic poem of the Ramayana, which applied it uh, to Princess Sita after a rival suitor kidnapped her. 
her husband Rama rescues her, but subsequently has doubts about her chastity under captivity. In the poem, Sita sits in a sacrificial fire to prove her purity and is protected from the flames by the Anji or the Lord of Fire. And that's also, I don't know if you knew this, but that's also why women in Europe do the Rapunzel test. <laughs> so they, you have to climb up their hair. Right? Yeah, no, yeah, just to see yeah. if they're pure. That's yeah. A, yeah, yeah, that's, it, that's in, it's big in Scandinavian countries. If somebody gave me an 88 pound rock and <laughs> was like, if my wife said, Tom, here's an 88 pound rock, yeah. stick it on your fucking bean and balance it there for an indeterminate sure. amount of time sure. so I can see if you're going to pure enough to live in my home. I got to be like, fucking, I'm going to live anywhere else because you're such a fucking goofball. <laughs> you clearly don't want to spend, you don't want to live with me. Like if my wife was raped and like came back, it was I wouldn't be like, oh, I wonder if you're pure or not. I'd be like, I'm super glad you're back home, and I'm sorry you had to endure that Come trauma. On, if my wife was raped, I'd be like, how strong is your neck? <laughs> I know. Right? I really want a, I want a woman with a thick neck. You don't look like you have a cervical injury. Let me tell you something. You better be able to hold up that 88 pounds <laughs> with your fucking neck. Can you imagine how hard that is? Well, and how long do you have to hold it up there? And then if it falls and hits you in the shoulder? And do you have to like do tricks with like the Harlem Globetrotters? You have to like spin, spin it. it on your head? It would actually be more stable if you spun it. Maybe that would be... It'd probably help you if they played the music like that. This is the doo-doo episode. It's like, that's a doo-wop They're all episode. doo-doo episodes. Yeah, it turns out... Finish. Turns out, fucking India, it seems like rape is their export. Like, that's the thing that they export. Well, they certainly import it. (laughs) Like, that's the thing that they're known for. uh, India, as a country, seems to have an almost shockingly, like an almost an almost intentionally appalling record when it comes to women's sexual rights. Oh, yeah. Like, it's almost like they're sitting around a room like, well, we've... We've ruined everything. What yeah. should we ruin next? They don't have another. Is there anyone? A, can we ruin her neck? Is that possible? <laughs> what about if she just put a rock on her head? See if that. I'd helps. like to compress a few of her vertebrae. Right. Is that uh, possible? Look, her right arm isn't numb. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> she can still feel. Let's let's make sure we yeah. destroy this. Well, look, she's just numb in the mind and spirit. Yeah, after let's, being raped, she maybe she can't feel. Tom. Uh, That's oh. the thing. <laughs> oh balance a rock on your head and like are you like sitting there with like bated breath like i really want my wife back i hope she can balance that rock on her head because of an old poem about somebody sitting in a fire after they were kidnapped (laughs) has nothing to do with rocks at all talking about it's like a fucking fire Maybe poem. Like, like, what do they ever like pet a particularly mean <laughs> dog? Like, like what if it doesn't bite you? <laughs> then it's yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you just gotta. Why don't they just put like a pee under our mattress <laughs> or something? Like, yeah. she feels it, it. Yeah. it. Or like, why don't like make her like lick a nine volt battery? You know. <laughs> That would be, you know, that's like a modern fairy tale, right? If she licks a nine volt battery and she doesn't, doesn't get zapped. flinch, yeah, and make like a weird tab, be like that tastes metallic and weird. Why did I do that? I got yeah. fillings. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I said it was so. It's just so fucking odd. Like, I and there has to be a point where you're like, well, we need to figure something out. Yeah, how are we gonna know if she's pure? I don't know. Stick a rock on her head. Duh. <laughs> We use your fucking brains, guys, yeah. or you at least use your head. Yeah, yeah, put a rock on your brains. No, that's not what people mean by that. Use your head does not mean balance heavy shit on your head. <laughs> on your head. <laughs>
So that's going to wrap it up for this midweek show. We are going to have on Bobby C. and Miss Ashley from No Religion Required Podcast next time. And uh, and we've also got some things in the works. We're hoping to have a couple of other people on uh, in the near future uh, to try to do some uh, midweek shows as well as some other shows. Uh, we're pretty excited about it, but we'll we'll let you know as 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 plans solidify. Uh, we'll let you know who will be on. Uh, but we're really looking forward to talking to Bobby C and Miss Ashley. We had a great time meeting them down at ReasonCon, and we were also on their show once. Uh, so we're we're glad to ha- have them on and uh, and talk. I do want to play before we go. Speaking of other podcasts, uh, we got a message uh, from a bunch of people who run a new show. Uh, one of them is uh, Paul from uh, from Karanify Me. He sent us a message asking if we could play a clip for them. Um, they just started a brand new podcast, Paul, along with a ton of other people started a new podcast called Atheist Apocalypse. Uh, I'm going to play the clip that they sent us. Uh, they actually sent it out to a ton of other people. Uh, I'm going to play that clip for you right now. In a place. In a world. Millions have suddenly vanished, and no one knows why. What is behind this mystery? Is it man? Is it evil? Is it God? Stay on top of the breaking news with your KUSA 9 News and I team, your podcast leader and investigative journalism. Find out more information about the Atheist Apocalypse podcast at AtheistApocalypse.com, baby. This time, it's Fasnerius. So we're going to link to Atheist Apocalypse in the show notes uh, if you wanted to find out about their podcast. And uh, if you want to catch uh, Bobby C. and Miss Ashley, check us out on Monday. Uh, but until next time, we're going to leave you like we always do with The Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council.